0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side, while he would send the crowds away. After sending the crowds away, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, while the boat, by now, far out on the lake, was battling with a heavy sea, for there was a headwind. In the watch of the night he went towards them, walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But at once Jesus called out to them, saying, Courage! It is I. Do not be afraid. It was Peter who answered, Lord, he said, if it is you, tell me to come to you across the water. Come, said Jesus. Then Peter got out of the boat and started walking towards Jesus across the water. But as soon as he felt the force of the wind, he took fright and began to sink. Lord, save me, he cried. Jesus put out his hand at once and held him. Man of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And as they got into the boat, the wind dropped. The men in the boat bowed down before him and said, Truly, you are the Son of God. Having made a crossing, they came to land at Gennesaret. When the local people recognized him, they spread the news throughout the whole neighborhood and took all that was sick to him, begging him just to let them touch the fringe of his cloak and all those who touched it were completely cured. The Gospel of the Lord. A theophany is a dramatic and spectacular manifestation of God's presence. The Bible is filled with stories of theophanies, and they seem to take place exclusively on mountain tops. But in this unique case, a theophany takes place on the stormy waters at the Sea of Galilee. The veil shrouding the mystery of Christ's true identity is pre- briefly pulled back. Our Lord and his disciples are separated at the beginning of the story. He sends them off in a boat as he dismisses the crowds, while he himself makes off to the hills to pray in solitude. Recognize the I- irony. Our Lord is alone on the hill where the where theophanies usually happen but his glory is hidden from human gaze. The disciples, meanwhile, struggle against foul weather for much of the night. In fact, they would be in this condition under the fourth watch of a night, a Roman division of the night which referred to the last three hours of the morning before dawn, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Having had a hearty meal of bread and fish during the event of the multiplication. Much of the undigested contents of their stomach would have ended up in the sea. The contrast is revealing. Without our Lord in a boat, things become crazy and become tumultuous, whereas the Lord experiences the peace of being in communion with his Father in heaven on the shores. Our Lord waited till the Fort Watch before he came treading over the waters in their direction in a most dramatic way. He is not going to shield them from this storm as he will not shield the church from far more destructive storms in the future. He does not promise the absence of storms in our lives, but he promises his presence and salvation in the midst of such storms. The first reaction of the disciples was not relief but terror, for they thought that they were seeing a ghost. Would this, too, have been their experience when seeing our Lord after his resurrection from the dead? In response to their misguided declaration of fear, it is a ghost. Our Lord replaced with a fundamental statement of fame. It is I. These words are not just meant to I identify himself as their master. The same master who had remained behind on the shore while they ventured out into the sea. They are words of revelation. Our Lord's declaration recalls the word of God spoken to Moses at another theophany that took place on Mount Horeb and in a burning bush. I am who I am. Our Lord's declaration is nothing less than a claim to divinity. Peter, in typical bravado fashion, asks our Lord to call him out of the boat. Earlier, our Lord had shared his wonder-working power with the disciples to perform miracles, and so now Peter wants a share of this. He admires we admire his courage and confidence, but it is short-lived. Once Peter saw how strong the wind was, he let fear overpower his fate and began to sink, thus resulting in him calling to the Lord, "Lord, save me!" This earned him. A chide from the Lord, man of little faith, why did you doubt? Just when Peter got praise for his initiative and faith, he is immediately connected, corrected for his lack of it. Peter's misadventure conveys an important lesson about discipleship, especially the need to stand firm in our faith in the midst of life's trials. Do we not see ourselves in Peter's shoes, in these times as we watch helplessly the, ca- the alarming search of infections in our country and the consequences of a lockdown which has taken a toll on everyone. Just like Peter, facing stormy situations is a given. Sometimes we prevail and grow stronger in faith and sometimes we falter. These times of testing and adversity can show us where we are in our spiritual development, and where we need to grow in Christian maturity. It is encouraging to recognise that the Lord did not let Peter drown in the midst of a personal trial. The Lord will never abandon us in our struggles or allow us to perish for every mistake. We just need to call out to Him in humility, recognising our limitations And acknowledging his sovereignty, Lord, save us. If he could calm the storm, still the waves of the sea, and heal the sick, his sovereignty over this pandemic shouldn't be a problem. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.